Now, it's time for 2010 National Sports Writer of the Year, Peter King, from MMQB on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, thanks for taking the time. Now that Pat Shermer is officially the new head coach of the Giants, there had been a perception as the team continued their coaching search that they were targeting Josh McDaniels, Matt Patricia. So Shermer, in effect, could be their third choice. You know the Giant fan base well. How do you think they're going to react to that? Um, well... I, I mean, I don't necessarily accept that he was their third choice or that he could have been. I don't know what choice he was. I do think the Giants probably would have really liked Matt Patricia. But that's that's my speculation based on a couple of things. But, you know, again, I think Pat Shermer is a good choice for this team at this time for a very simple reason. You know that you've got a decision to make long term at your quarterback position. I will be exceedingly surprised, exceedingly surprised if uh, they come in with Eli Manning as their quarterback for the next three or four years. I just can't see how Dave Gettleman could come to that conclusion, the general manager, uh, especially when you have the second pick in the draft, whereas there are some prospect quarterbacks. And the other reason I can't see it is that since the last time Eli Manning played in a Super Bowl, February 2012, and those six seasons since then, he's thrown more interceptions than any quarterback in football. He's been at the bottom in almost every statistical category, uh, and so uh, other than yardage. And I just, I just think that the Giants understand that this is time for maybe not a clean break, but it's time to get the next quarterback ready to play. Speaking of the quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota has somewhat underachieved in a sense of being able to stretch the field with throwing the football with uh, Mike Malarkey. Do you think Mike Vrabel actually comes in from a defensive standpoint mentally, be able to come in and help him out? You know, I think Vrabel has thought of bringing in uh, a few different uh, quarterback coaches and or offensive coordinators, uh, one from his past at Ohio State, uh, you know, and others who have uh, long NFL experience. And look, this is obviously the most crucial uh, hire he's going to have on his coaching staff without any question. And my feeling about that, Cordell, is, and you played this position, when you were young in the NFL and you still had a lot to learn in the NFL, you know, the guy who is with you every day, the guy who becomes your mentor, I, I I don't think it's an overreach to to say that this guy, this next coach of Marcus Mariota is going to be the most important person who will determine whether he succeeds or fails in the NFL. And that's why I view this clearly as Mike Vrabel's most important hire. And look, a lot of people might say, well, geez, why didn't you go offense? Uh, why, why didn't why didn't John Robinson, the GM of the of the Titans, go offense? And I think it's because so many people look at Mike Vrabel as one of the best leaders potentially that they've seen around the NFL. I've heard him compared to Bill Cower, heard him compared to Tom Coughlin. So you know we'll see, but Vrabel knows that he can't get this one wrong. Peter King is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Peter, how do you see the relationship between Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers, which has gotten a little bit more contentious playing out in the offseason? What's the likelihood Bell could be playing for another team next year? I think it's pretty good, honestly. Um, I think that 
he's made so much noise about not wanting to play on the franchise tag again, which I think is about $14 million uh, for him this year. And, you know, the problem is the Steelers have some significant cap problems. Ed Bouchette wrote about it very well in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Ed Bouchette has the ear of the people inside that organization. And he thinks it's a very legitimate possibility that they're going to let Le'Veon Bell walk. Uh, even if they were able to sign him to a contract, say a four-year deal that would average uh, pick a number, $11 million, maybe $12 million, you know, that is something that even with the cap going up $12 million this year is going to hamstring this organization. And look, I believe that he's the second most important player in that organization right now, next to Ben Roethlisberger. I believe that I would rather personally go into a game uh, with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell in the lineup uh, rather than Ben Roethlisberger and, and Antonio Brown without Le'Veon Bell because I think they have enough receiver uh, options other than Brown. And so to me, this is crucial, but but I believe that the, the Steelers have a history of not uh, of not basically mortgaging their cap mortgaging their future on any one non-quarterback on their team. And that's why I think unless Le'Veon Bell is a little bit more realistic, at least as far as what the Steelers think is realistic, I think there's a decent chance he'll play somewhere else in 2018. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point of saying the Steelers realistic, being realistic because it's different than everyone else's. And from what I'm hearing, it sounds like there may be an extension uh, to Ben Roethlisberger's contract, which may validate exactly what you're saying. But if there was a place for Le'Veon Bell to go, Peter, do you see him wearing an Oakland Raiders uniform with John Gruden? I think Gruden loves Le'Veon Bell. Look, what coach doesn't love Le'Veon Bell? And, you know, look, I I, I think that Marshawn Lynch did some good things for that team last year. But, hey, Jack Del Rio told me in midseason that, you know, when Le'Veon Bell or when uh, Marshawn Lynch, you know, he was really being spotted. You know, he wasn't the workhorse back Mm -hmm. that uh, that he had been earlier in his career. And of course. You know, when you when you pass 30 years old, you're not going to be a guy who's going to carry it every every game, 23, 25 times. But Le'Veon Bell is that kind of back. And as much as I'm sure that people around Oakland loved Lynch, love having him on their team, you, know, you can't look at him as sort of your franchise back. He just doesn't have that many carries left in him. All I'm saying is, I think I think Oakland would be very much a team to watch if Bell were available. Peter, last one for me. I know you're a huge sports fan overall. Has Bill Belichick already moved into the same category as John Wooden, Scotty Bowman in hockey? We can go Miller Huggins with the Yankees in the 1920s. Among the greatest we've ever seen, and what would one more Super Bowl victory mean for his legacy? You know, I, I think that question's going to be asked next week, but I, I don't know what more Bill Belichick, if he if he wins this game or if he loses, I don't really think it's going to change his legacy all that much. Um, the same with Tom Brady. If after last year you didn't think that Tom Brady, at least in my opinion anyway, isn't the best quarterback of all time, I mean, what's one more win in a Super Bowl going to do? But I I think it's just, I think it's amazing that in a 17-year span, 17 football seasons, Bill Belichick wins eight conference titles. 
He's in the Super Bowl eight times. It's just absolutely unheard of in a salary cap era. I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I'm not saying it's impossible, but, you know, I, I think, and I wrote this recently, guys, that, that think about this, okay? We always viewed that the gold standard of owner-coach quarterback was Eddie DeBartolo, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, at least I did. That owner-coach quarterback uh, uh, triumvirate lasted 10 years. Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady have been together in Foxborough for 18 years. It's just, it's incredible for all three of them, actually. I can see an owner owning a team for 18 years, but it isn't often that a coach coaches the same team for 18 seasons. Never mind a quarterback being on the team for 18 years and starting for 17. We're seeing something, guys, that we will never, ever, ever see again. Simply astonishing. Peter, as always, we value the insights. Look forward to chatting with you again Thursday on the NFL on TuneIn. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.